With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we are. Hockey is over, and I'm here to tell you that I did not watch... Yeah, I still didn't watch much of the Stanley Cup final. I did watch the last four minutes, the last five minutes to see the celebration. And that celebration, you know, it taught me a couple things, man. It really taught me a lot about patience and how you need to stick to the plan and how you actually need to focus on what you are doing and leave out the noise. Because if, if Tampa and the people at Tampa listened to the league after they got swept by Columbus, they're not winning a cup. They're not winning a cup. Sometimes you got to accept that things happen. They're not going to go your way, but it doesn't mean you're doomed. We talked about this too, right? Being resilient, being resilient. Look, this organization got swept after breaking records last year in the regular season, and they won the Stanley Cup during 2020, which is tough as fuck, yeah. and they didn't have their captain. Yeah, fuck all that noise about, you know, sh- shout out to Damian Cox being, for be- being a fucking asshole and saying that uh, this cup win was uh, not as hard as other years because there's no road games. Like, fuck, shut the fuck up. You're playing in a bubble. Like, this is some crazy ass shit. Don't tell that a fucking, like, Kucherov, Brayden Point, Andre Vasilevsky, Braden Point those was, fucking Warriors. Come on, man. Like, shut the fuck up. Braden Point was probably playing with something torn. Yeah, he's an absolute warrior, man. And this guy, I, like, he has the face of a, of a, like, a 14 year old, but he has the beard of, a 60-year-old, you know? Like, that beard is just solid. Well, He's if you crazy. shaved your beard, how how old would you look? 15. Yeah, there you go, man. Exactly. There but you go. Tampa Bay Lightning, you got to be resilient. I think that's one key for the Vancouver Canucks or any other team going in uh, to the next decade over these years. Ah. Tampa, Tampa Bay lost in a cup final. Yeah. They lost in two conference finals. Mm. You know, they've had a lot of pressure. Obviously, they got swept by Columbus after their historic season. You need fucking resilience. Well, okay, well, Stick with the plan. Some, some teams should listen to the noise. Because they're not Tampa. Tampa shouldn't have listened to the noise because they were stacked. They were good. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to listen to the noise. Imagine if they did, though. Imagine if they just took one piece out of the core. One piece. And JT Miller wasn't part of the core. You know what I'm saying, though? The Kucherovs, the Points, the Palats, the Stamkoses, the, the they wouldn't trade Hedman. But you know what I'm saying? What if it was one of those guys? Even a Tyler Johnson, they didn't get rid of these guys. Maybe because of contracts, but they weren't gone. They, they stuck with the plan, and now they're Stanley Cup champs. They deserve this. Now, I was talking about, you know, not watching hockey. This is the COVID Cup. Just bullshitting. But I'm, I'm never going to say that this wasn't fucking hard. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You cannot stay in a hotel for three months in a row. You can't. I guarantee you can't. I guarantee it. That, that's a long time. It's a fucking long time, bro. To be in a bubble? That's, that's not easy, bro. That's not easy. Yeah, fuck Damian Cox. I mean, he's an asshole. And uh, oh. if you think Damian Cox is an asshole, then you got to listen to Silky and Filthy. You're going to love it. It's your home for puck talk and bullshit on the Nux Misconduct Network. Let's go, Kyle. Well, 
Welcome, all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bow, and you're listening to the show again on the Nux Misconduct Network. You get four shows on the network, including Silky and Filthy right here. Puck Talk and Bullshit. Get Power of the Tile with Nick Bondi. Had Kevin Woodley on this week talking about goaltending. Yo, we got to talk about some goaltending today on this episode because there's a big story there. But Straight make sure you also, ca- you also catch Sipping on a 40 when it comes back with Kyle Bowen. And of course, the quickie, the fastest fucking hockey show in the world. When it I'm comes making back, every morning. When it comes back, you know, I, I'm going I'm to talk to the people at SB Nation. And be like, yo, you want, you want the show back? You got to pay some more. You know, real talk. We're talking about sipping on a 40, bro. Sipping on a 40. 1,000 episodes last year. 1,000, I think. There's a lot of episodes, man. Yeah, how did you do 1,000 in a year? That's crazy. I mean, Unbelievable. You didn't sleep. You didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. Just banged out those episodes for the city of Vancouver. Yes, the city of Vancouver. Again, this is your home for Puck Talk and Bullshit, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs, Silky, and Filthy. Uh, can, can we start? Ah, I was going to say, can we start with some bullshit? But this is not bullshit, so I'm not going to press the button. We've told the other listeners, because we have another network called the Posted Up Network. You can get a show called Meanwhile in Canada on there, a show where two dumbasses who are speaking to you right now learn more and more about Canada. We, we've talked about the daughter, the baby that's coming through. But we have to tell these listeners, too. These listeners, too. Look, Trevor is here. Trevor is here for the final time in a long time. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen, right? Dad mode, first time dad mode, it's a different game, bro. It's a different game. This guy already told me. He told me that he is changing 100% of the diapers if he's in-house. Yeah, no, I got to do it. You know, I don't have any uh, milk coming out of my titties, at least not yet. There I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah. that's not my job. So I got to go change some diapers. And fun fact, I was, you know, I was reading this one baby book. I'm like, you know, how the fuck beautiful, does parenting work? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I read one thing where, you know, babies poop, like they can poop five, like five times a day on average, Damn. but some can poop 10 times a day. No. <laughs> and apparently that's like, that's not abnormal. Like it's a bit high, but it's not abnormal. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if my baby is pooping 10 times a day, I'm going, I'm going on multiple stress walks. You know, I'm taking the dog out, bro. Holy 10 times, bro. 10 times. Could happen. Yo, at least I got a dog, so at least I can take in some little walk. You know, we can get take a little break. A yeah, exactly. So, man, man, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, best of luck. You're gonna be, you're gonna be the second best dad ever, because my dad is number one. I thought you're gonna say Bo Horvat because that guy's a dad and he fucking had ten goals in the playoffs, <laughs> playoff leader in goals until the Stanley Cup. A final. lot of dads, a lot of dads. I mean, just uh, just watching some of the. Uh, Uh, the post-Stanley Cup final recap, and we're seeing the footage of, you know, all these players, the Stars and the Lightning, coming back home and just being hugged by their family. Again, this is not easy. This wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Was it the COVID Cup? Are people bullshitting? Put the asterisks there? Sure, they're just having fun with this. But when you look at it, and just look at it from a a sports point of view, okay? Throw your bias aside. Throw your negligence aside. Just look at it from a sports point of view in the game of hockey, this was fucking tough, bro. This was tough. Congratulations uh, to that team that just stuck with the plan. I, again, I, I think I actually learned something from Tampa. Yeah, really exactly. And, and I think one thing you got to give Tampa credit for is they played four pretty fucking hard teams, okay? The Columbus Blue Jackets play a hard grinding style. So does Boston. So does the Islanders. So does Dallas. Okay, like some of these teams. Nah, again, that's not that. That's not the. That was not the hardest. But, but here hardest we go. I mean, cup. but they're physical teams, though. They grind you down. Like all four of those teams sort of play the same way. You know, Boston's always got the most skill of those four, but all four play a similar style. So Tampa had to get through that, and Columbus, obviously, with that style, better than the year before. Supposedly one of the best fucking years in, in regular NHL season history, in yeah. NHL history, man. But obviously it all went to shit there. Um, but they got through it this year, and they, they learned how to play against that style and play against it well. And, and I think it's just really because they stuck with their game, okay? They had a great attack, and they relied on a good defense, too. 
And, you know, their oh, defense, great defense, a great defense. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I talked about this a bit on the quickie, you know, how the, how the Canucks can become more like the Tampa Bay Lightning because this is the blueprint. I think Tampa Bay has played this way for a long time. They've been at the top league for a long time, kept getting there, kept getting there, and then finally fucking won it all. But a lot of it's the defense. Victor Hedman, number one. Sergachev, great fucking trade. Amazing defenseman. Guys like Ryan McDonough played well. You know, Eric Cernak, I think I love the, I, I heard the room, obviously not the, the suggestion from Harmon Dial and Thomas Drance from The Athletic that the Canucks should chase Eric Cernak, you know, pay a second round pick if you sign him as an RFA for 4 million. Like he's a great fucking player too. And he's on that bottom pairing. And then shout out to guys like Zach Bogosian and Luke Shen, you know? Yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at two guys there that were possibly on the, uh, the Eric Goodbranson realm of things. And you, you got to think for a guy like Eric Goodbranson, right? He's looking at Zach Bogosian and Luke Shen winning a Stanley Cup and playing a role, there's hope for you. There's hope for you. These guys were written off. Zach Bogosian, written off, bro. Trust me. Luke Shen, written off. Written off. Again, they're, they're pretty much resembling, again, Erica Branson. Guys that are just not good hockey players, supposedly. And, and here here we are talking about dumbass Stanley Cup chance. And, and, and man, Zach Bogosian was, like, he, he never fucked up. He, he, was, he was just smooth. Smooth. Yeah, he wasn't bad, you know. And again, Bogosh is a guy who's dealt with injuries for a long time. Uh, and, and Luke Shen just kind of found that depth role. He fit in. He didn't really play that much, in mm -hmm. fairness. Um, but yeah, Erica Brantz, you mentioned him still having a chance, like having some hope looking at those guys. But yeah, I think that, time, that time's gone for Erica Brantz. You know, he, he had his chance. I don't chance, know. He had his chance, chance in Pittsburgh. Now he's in Anaheim. I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think Anaheim's winning the cup, but I just feel as if, yeah. You know, there, there's there's still a role for a, a former top five pick. We, again, look who we're talking about, right? Zach Bogosian, Luke Shen. They're, they're just the same fucking player. Yeah, they all really top are. five picks. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's remarkable. How how about Pat Maroon though? This motherfucker, dude. This guy just won back to back cups. A complete slap in the face to the whole NHL. Okay, because he scores goals, hits free agency last year. Nobody wants to sign him. There's money being dealt to guys like Jay Beagle and whatnot. He's probably like, what the fuck is going on? Gets a Gets a one-year deal with his hometown team. Gets to go home and play. He wins a cup with them. And then he still doesn't get signed. You know, it takes him a while to get with Tampa. Tampa gets him. And, and boom, bam. He, he's a Stanley Cup, fine, uh, Stanley Cup champion again. A back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champion. Every team in the NHL is going to want a guy like Pat Maroon now. I know it. I know it. And he's won back-to-back -back times. Back-to-back. Yeah, -back. You, you got to think Benning, you know, he has no fucking money to spend. But can't you just see him, like, trying to throw money oh, at a guy like Pat oh, Maroon now? Oh, he has Pat Maroon money, though. He, Pat Maroon's not making $4 million. He's not even making $3 million. There's Pat, a good... There's Pat a good, Maroon made $900,000 this season. There's a... Yo, it's, it's going up to one point five. This motherfucker better be a millionaire by now, okay? Back to back. Back to back Stanley Cups. And again, before he signed that deal with St. Louis, he, you know, he's probably had, like, what, 13, 15 goals? Uh, enough to get paid a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Make this guy a millionaire. Jim Benning, make this guy a millionaire. I'm not going to say bring Pat Maroon home. He's probably already going to do it, you know? This is a Jim Benning move waiting to happen. Don't give him two. Find a way to make it happen. Give him a... Give, I don't know, man. Make this guy a Yo, I want Pat Maroon as a Canuck, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. Hit the this, applause, man. Bring yo, Pat, Pat Maroon. Up. Bring Pat Maroon to Vancouver because I'm telling you, he's the key. He's the key. He's all we need. He's all we need. And a defense, but you know. Pat Maroon, man. Pat Maroon. Uh, the, the Vancouver Canucks. Now you got me back into hockey mode. You, we're talking about this like 
Like, as if we were watching every game of this damn series. Again, I, I watched five minutes of Game 7, probably six minutes. Uh, I, I think it was Game 3. <laughs> there was no Game 7, you mean Game 6. Uh, game 6. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. I was watching Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Real talk, man. I really want to know. I really want to know how many hockey fans were watching Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson ahead of Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Because I was. I was. I'm a sports fan. I'm choosing that over the Stanley Cup Finals for some reason I did. Man, that being said, uh, let's talk about the Canucks just a bit. Uh, Again, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it now. The Canucks, oh, man, all that dead money, yo. I'm not just talking about Luongo and Berchie and Ryan Spooner. They legit have dead money. They have zombies playing hockey for them. You know what I'm talking about? This is is not good. This team could have taken a big step next year with some help now they just got to do it by themselves Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson you're just gonna have to do it again next year somehow some way uh, create a miracle yeah I know they really are no help is coming but you look at it, it is buyout season now so maybe we, we should just address this like do you think the Canucks are gonna buy out any of their players because there's certainly fucking candidates on this team and I, and I don't think Jay Beagle's getting bought out I don't think Louis Erickson's a real candidate but honestly guys like Sven Berchi where you say 1.7 million dollars in the cap Brandon Sutter, if you can't save him, you try to you, you save a couple million on the cap if you were able to buy him out as well. Jordy Ben is another guy who, again, I think they keep, but you could buy him out, save a million bucks. So there are moves you can do, but again, we're in the COVID era. Does does Francesco want to spend the money? We already know the Ottawa Senators yeah. bought out f- fucking Bobby Ryan because Eugene Melnick doesn't really want to go past the salary cap floor. Like the Ottawa Senators are not going to be a cap team, okay? And yeah. it's, it's crazy to think about. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a possibility oh. that some of these guys get bought out because, again, the Canucks are right up against that cap. And oh, if they, you want to bring Pat Maroon on, like, yo, Bilas Van Berchie signed Pat Maroon for that 1.7 hey, million. Hey, 1.7, dog. Yo, cool. Chill out, dog. 1.5, man. 1.5, 1.35, something. 1.7, that's a little it's a little too close to two, man. I, they're going to have to buy out players. They're, they're going to have to, and they should. They should. And, and it would be... It would be bold, eh, not not really bold. That they should buy out Brandon Sutter. I think there's you know replaceable players on the market, or just you know maybe within the organization that that can play that role, whatever role Brandon Sutter plays. It's probably going to happen, and it's because man, Jim Benning. This is the guy who loves this day. You know what I'm saying? He loves free agency more than anyone. I've never seen anyone like Jim Benning. He will just throw his money around. He wants some money to play with. He did He did well this year. He proved to the boss that, hey, look at this. Look at this. Proved everyone wrong. Everyone wrong. Give me a couple million dollars to play with. I'll show you what I can do. It's probably going to happen. Uh, the, the worst thing about this is that Louis Erickson is going to cost $6 million still going into next year. The Canucks are one of those teams that, uh, dude, yeah, they're getting destroyed by bad contracts. Probably they're the worst case scenario. Real talk, based on who they have on their lineup, the superstars that they have on their lineup, and, and just the potential of being able to add on to that, you know, with who's in the market, right? But they can't. They can't because of Louis Erickson. Because of Louis Erickson, because of Jay Beagle. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to see the Vancouver Canucks are in the worst situation because I look at teams like Anaheim and Arizona no, the, who are but, also capped out. But they don't, but those those teams suck. They don't, the Canucks showed the league. They did, they did show the league. And and they're probably still going to have a really good goaltender, whether it be Demko or Markstrom. So this team is going to have a really good goaltender 
going into every game, they will have this. Uh, again, they will have a really good goaltender, probably one of the best goaltenders in that matchup. They'll also have the best defenseman in most cases and the best player, Pedersen, in, in most cases. You know, there's a recipe there for success. The, Anaheim doesn't have that. Arizona doesn't have that. This team, this organization could have benefited a lot from having millions, millions, millions of dollars added to you know the, this shopping spree that, that Jim Benning isn't going to be able to act on dude oh, man well never say never man I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because again you, you make moves you get rid of jake for tannin chris tannin isn't coming back maybe markstrom isn't coming back and then yeah you look at maybe buying out sutter buying up you got to keep the foley yeah I, I think if you're yeah i think to is probably target number one i've wrote about it already on nuxmasconic.com but i think to should be priority number one again because you have demco I don't think Markstrom, again, in a perfect world, they do keep both. I, I agree with Kevin Woodley when he said that on Power of the Tile with Nick Bondi. Yeah. Um, but again, I think the cap is a real thing. And you look at this offseason, money, money's freed up. Money's freed up if they if they don't re-sign Markstrom. And I think, you know, when Markstrom, who knows how he's feeling exactly, but he's talking to teams like Detroit who can definitely offer more money this offseason. So. He's talking them to them already? Yeah, there's rumors about Detroit making an offer, yeah. Dude, come on, Markstrom, don't do that. Don't, no, go to another team. I, I want the best for Jacob Markstrom. I want the best. And maybe that has, maybe that does mean getting paid the most. But just based on this dude's demeanor, he wants to win. Guy's a fucking competitor. He's a big reason, not only because of the play on play on the ice, but because of, of who he is. He's a big reason on why that, that dressing room just changed. Again, an ultra competitor. Don't go to fucking Detroit, man. Even if you're, you, you're going to make, what, one and a half, two million dollars more, maybe because I guarantee Detroit's just throwing money. I don't know if that's worth it. This, this is it. You finally made it. You became a, a primetime goalie in the NHL, and you, you can go take the check. I get it. Again, a lot of things have happened in his life. You got to respect that, too. But, man, there's, there's a really good opportunity that, you know, Markstrom can be the goaltender of a good team a good team and capitalize on this momentum that he's built for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? You might not go to Detroit, obviously. This Don't is just what's it. being kind of rumored go out to there Colorado. now. It's silly season, you know, like OEL to Vancouver has been floated by Freeman as a yeah. possibility. Like it's silly season right now. So who the fuck knows what Marshall's really going to do. I would love for him to, people are going to hate this. I would love for him to go to Colorado. If he's going anywhere else, I, I just, yeah, I have a ton of respect for Jacob Markstrom. Uh, again, we've been podcasting for a while, making content for a while. A lot, a lot of episodes, okay? A lot of things being said. A lot of times we've been wrong. I was so wrong about Jacob Markstrom. I did call him one of the worst goaltenders in the NHL. This yeah. dude completely proved me wrong after his dad passes away this year and just being able to come back and, and be that fucking good. Yeah. That fucking good. That's, that's hard to do for this young organization. He did so much for the city. I just want the best for him. So Colorado would be a great spot for this dude. Yeah, and I got I got a lot of respect for Joe Sackick the way they built up that organization yeah. as well, and Nathan McKinnon and his talent. I mean, I'd love for some playoff series to brew so we can start to hate Colorado, but I'm not there yet. I really like what they're doing, and yeah, I'd, I'd be okay if Markstrom went there, even though it's terrible for the Canucks in the long run. But you know, you you look at if they do roll with Demko, they got to find a pretty capable one B goaltender, and I think one of the big things I wanted to talk about today was. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, he's coming to Vancouver. He's coming to Vancouver. He's if Markstrom's right gone, <laughs> if Markstrom's gone, need that Swedish love on the Canucks, baby. If Markstrom is gone, Jacob, I'm sorry. If Markstrom is gone, Henrik Lundqvist. Yes, Henrik Lundqvist is going to become a Vancouver Canuck. I am guaranteeing that. It makes all the sense in the world. Okay, he's got he's got a couple Swedish folk here, right? Including Elias Pettersson. It also is, you know, on the other side of where he's from. Right? Maybe he wants to go on the West Coast, live that life a little. Hey, also, that, that choice, that change in scenery, 
It's Vancouver, a really fucking nice city, a really beautiful city. Don't you think Henrik Lundqvist, yes, Henrik Lundqvist would look good here in Vancouver? I mean, he's a fucking handsome dude. He'll look good anywhere, right? He'll look good in Columbus. He'll look good in fucking Utica. He'll look good anywhere, you know what I'm saying? But in Vancouver, this dude's rocking Vancouver. Yeah, 100%. I think he'd be awesome in Vancouver, you know? He's just, Straight he's up. just a sexy guy. You can see him on English Bay, you know, just in the summertime. Chilling. Running with the dog on the beach, you know? Making Vancouver prettier. Yeah, and you know what? There was one time I was on English Bay on the beach, and I, I got chased by three skunks. Yo, I bet this what? guy. Yeah. <laughs> I what? Yeah. What? Henrik Lundqvist would not be, he would not be running away. Hey, he would fight those bullshit. fucking skunks. <laughs> no way he wouldn't. I don't see Henrik Lundqvist fighting fucking skunks. He's running away too. You think that dude wants to get sprayed by skunks? Yo, skunks are fucking scary, yeah, he'd bro. he'd probably be wearing like $2,000 shorts too. At dude, the beach, I ran so, away yeah. from skunks too. Like, just leaped. Like, absolutely fucking leaped almost shit my pants you know yeah because i'm scared i'm not scared of skunks but i know for a fact especially when you're walking your damn dog you don't want that you don't want to get sprayed yeah. by a skunk with your dog that's just hours and hours of bathing <laughs> that you got to get done you and your dog you're just chilling in the bathtub together for hours scrubbing that shit off that would that would be bad yo fuck skunks man fuck skunks yeah, I'm not a fan of skunks either. But yeah, when it happened to me, it was I was down on the beach with the wifey. It was like sunset, and we're just like I think we're walking <laughs> along the beach, maybe like going towards like Falls Creek or something. And uh, we we saw one skunk, and it just starts like following us. We start walking faster, and then another skunk comes down as we walk along the shoreline and gets closer to us. Now all of a sudden we're kind of in a light jog, and the skunks are jogging with us. And Why? then a third skunk comes out of the bushes, and we're like, "What the fuck?" So we just like ran up to the street. And they're like actually like running after us. And then as soon as we got to the cars and stuff, they were gone. But I was, Dude, we were like, holy have shit. Are you sure that wasn't a dream, bro? No, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. Ask my wife. She was there, man. Damn, okay. Henrik Lundqvist is, is becoming a Vancouver Canuck. And it makes sense. It, it really does make all the sense in the world. This dude didn't have a good season, right? He didn't have a good season. He's also made a ton of money in his career. The Canucks don't have a ton of money. And they need someone to back up Demko. Lundquist is that he, he's that he's a he, he can be your backup goaltender but he's also that that push that Demko would would still need you know hey you still got Lundquist behind you and goaltending is such an absurd position right absurd position you're telling me that this dude can't just turn it on randomly you know what I'm saying Kadobin Anton Kadobin almost won the con Smythe <laughs> that's fucked up that's fucked up a couple rounds ago I remember people talking about how Markstrom is going to leave and the Canucks are going to get Anton Kadobin. Dude, Kadobin's going to be a number one goaltender now. Yeah, no, after that cup final performance, yeah, he's getting paid money. And I know he's 34, but I think someone's going to give, he's going to give, they're going to give Kadobin a good contract, a, I think. Give this dude a two-year deal. Yeah, two-year, like a Jordan Bennington contract. I could see that happening, like a two-year, $9 million deal, maybe $8 million. Yeah, so yeah, I can really see that. I don't even think it's that much of a, a stretch to say that, you know, Henrik Lundqvist will become a Vancouver Canuck. Yeah, and I think you, if Dan, if Demko is the number one goaltender, yeah, I know. Again, Swedish connection, and if you're Henrik Lundqvist yeah. and you're going to go back up somewhere and you believe in yourself still, you probably want to go somewhere where you Yo, have a is, chance is, to win. He might look at Vancouver again. Vancouver's a top eighteen this season. One game, top away, eight. I love it. One game away from the conference final. They got Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes. I do think it is an attractive destination now. He still got Henrik and Daniel too. Yeah, yeah, the sweetest here? connection in the city, man. Just Elias be living Pedersen, in their basement. Alex Sedler, the Sedins, it's all good, man. There you go, man. Louis Erickson, baby. Oh man, no, still that would Oscar Fanberg, you know, yeah, uh, he's a free agent, but uh, yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> We're running low with Swedes, man. Oh shit, no Hogliner's coming up. Okay, sweet. there you go, there man. Go. It's yeah, I it just kind of makes sense. It, I I don't even think it's a a bold thing to say. 
It, it really does. It makes sense. On the cheap, you're going to need someone. Why not? Why not it be Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist? And, and Pedersen, the dude's a fucking superstar, absolute rock star. Real talk, they'd be best friends. They'd be, they'd be best friends. Yeah. Similar. 100%. Yo, Similar. Great style, great fashion. Just two ultra competitors want to yeah. be the best at their sport. Dude, and they're, you know, they're both Swedish. They, they would love that. Yeah. They would love that. Yeah, I think there'd be a little connection there. So yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, this episode, this episode is just you know an invitation to Henrik Lundqvist and Pat Maroon to come to Vancouver. Okay, hop along for the Damn, good times. People gonna, people hop along for the ride. We could use that experience. Let's go. Come people to Vancouver. are going to be mad that we want Pat Maroon here. I don't Two care, man. Two straight cups, man. Come, Come on. on, man. Yo, maybe he can get the three. He's maybe of, he's the key. He's one of the best value players in the league right now, playing at fucking $900,000 for Tampa Bay. That's unbelievable, yo. Damn. How do you think betting probably ends up paying him closer to like that one five that you suggested? Yeah, probably, one that, five. probably that two million. No, no. It's probably how, like a three year, $6 million yeah. dollar deal. Let's be, That's let's what I was real. about to say, man. This motherfucker's getting three years at 4.5. Yeah, maybe Pat Bruce shouldn't come to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yo, congrats again, man. I think that's a, a ridiculous story. And, um, I, you know, I, it's book season for me, right? I would love to read that book. I would love to read that book. This guy is a, he's not super polarizing, but he is emotional. I remember him getting traded to Edmonton. And immediately this dude was talking shit about what was going on in the dressing room. You know, There you go. This guy's a unique, unique character. And now his story is just... Full of context. Full of context. It's, uh, yeah, congratulations, man. That, that's not easy to do. Easy to do. Went, went back-to-back cups. Yeah, yeah. And may, let's make it three in a row, man. There Why not? Go, go with Vancouver, <laughs> man. Go with Vancouver, man. It's, uh, yeah, just 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 one of those things. Any other goaltending news? Well, nope. I mean, I mean, Markstrom's been rumored all over the place, right? I mean, Edmonton's reached out, apparently. Yeah. Calgary's reached out. Damn. Um, I do not want to see that. And I mean, there's obviously, Pit I think Pittsburgh's another big story too. If you want to talk about big yeah. cool stories, Matt Murray. I mean, I mean, Toronto obviously is tying themselves to Matt Murray because it's fucking Toronto. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, I, it's it's weird how much they don't really trust Freddie Anderson. Like, yo, I find Freddie Anderson to be pretty good. Like he was so, so this season, but he's had a long string of success, you know, and he it, played behind a bad okay. defense this season. Is, is it out of, out of situation that, that Toronto gets a goal, another goaltender, but they still keep Freddie. I, I know they're in cap hell, but maybe that's what they want to do. Yeah, you, you want to talk about a team that looks at what happened in Tampa. They are probably saying the same thing that we alluded to earlier. Stick to the fucking plan. Stick to the plan. Don't let the noise get to you. Maybe make some small changes, but stick to the plan. Is the Leafs plan working though? If we're going to talk about the uh, Leafs in particular, was Tampa's plan working? <laughs> yes, it worked. It worked. Now, I, that, well, that's what I'm trying to say though. It's like you look at Tampa and all these teams that have had a disappointing playoff tenure when, when they started making the playoffs. They can look at Tampa and just say, "Yo, this team got fucking swept. It, it shouldn't have happened. This team was doomed, doomed, cursed. They got it done. They stuck to the plan." I, I think I could see Toronto looking at Tampa and, and saying similar things within the organization. Let, let's give it another go with this core. Not change much. Again, adding a new goaltender, maybe keeping Anderson, just creating that dynamic. It's pro probably part of the reason why, you know, Woodley said something like, yo, best case scenario is the Canucks keeping both for next year because it's it's important. Yeah, and I think it's going to be even more. It's going to be even more important next season because you know, however yes. the NHL schedule is structured, Games are going to be condensed yeah. for sure. They're going to cr try to cram in as many games as possible. You know, they got salaries to think about. Guys are getting paid for 82 games. They just want to 
They just want to get it done, right? It's revenue mm-hmm. every game, and hopefully there's fans Ooh, by the end of it. That's what they're hoping for. Bro, bro, that's huge, man. If they still want to do 82 and they got to play a whole bunch of back-to-back games, bro. Think Yo, about, that's make or break, man. Again, that's why I think the goalie market this season wow. is going to be so crazy because, you know, there's a lot of supply on the market. I think there's a lot of goalies who, you know, they, they might look like a 1A, 1B kind of goaltender. But wow. teams are going to need those goaltenders, and that's why, you know, Montreal traded for Jake Allen, who makes $4.5 fucking million, but played well this season, right? They want a good goaltender behind Price, and the Canucks, again, if they do lose Markstrom, <laughs> which they might, they need a good uh, they need a good 1B. And I'm sorry, I, I just can't, I can't look at Montreal and be like, oh, y'all made the right fucking move, that's a smart move. Bro, you guys put $15 million in total, right? But St. Louis has probably taken some of that salary on, aren't they? No, I don't think so. It was a straight salary dump for St. Louis, actually, yeah. Dude, that's a lot of money to have between the pipes, man. But Montreal's got a lot, a lot of young players. Like, they haven't, you know, their RFAs, like the Nick Suzuki's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cap. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. They got, they got okay. some cap room. Okay. That's, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating, man. Uh, again, Markstrom, don't go to Detroit, man. Don't go to Detroit. And if you are going to Detroit, to Detroit, I'm sorry, just, just make minimum two million dollars more a year than you would with another team yeah exactly man you, you know, deserve it yeah you know what i, I kind of look at, look at a couple other rfa situations before we get out of here on silky and filthy on the nux misconduct network last week on silky and filthy we talked about the possibility of jake for and troy stetcher maybe going unqualified maybe going maybe becoming ufas maybe going the ben hudden route and you know i think we both agree that for we could see that happening because mm-hmm. you know the canucks obviously it's pretty clear that they they're not too keen to keep for Tannen. Yeah. And maybe they are, but maybe not that three million. Stetcher again, it's a possibility that he could go unqualified too. Again, not necessarily likely, but um the fact of the matter is is the Canucks have a messy cap situation with RFAs. And like man, I, I look at some of these other teams and one of the most interesting ones to me actually is the New York Islanders. So the New York Islanders again they give big contracts to Jean Gabriel Pajo. They got guys like Johnny Boychuk and Andrew Ladd making a bunch of money. Yo, they got to sign Matt Barzell, Matt Ryan Pulock, their number one defenseman. And Devon Taves, pride of Abbotsford, Abbotsford boy, shout out Abbotsford. There you go, another again, one. He's got. He's a guy who, again, was a really strong defensive defenseman who put up almost thirty points. He's a guy that's probably could make like four or five million dollars. And you want to talk about a guy like Eric Cernak, who you know people think the Canucks should target. I would agree with that. You know, Devon Taves is another RFA, a little older at twenty six, but he's a guy who's probably maybe worth throwing, worth throwing that you know four or five million dollars a year with. And maybe Whoa. the Islanders can't sign it because. Barzal and, Pul- and Ryan Pulak are two huge pieces they have to sign, yeah. and they're right up against the cap. Yeah, with those two, you're probably looking at anywhere from fourteen to sixteen million dollars. Yeah, damn. Probably, yeah. Wow, probably close to that fourteen million range. I see yeah. what you're saying. Never maybe, know. Maybe Barzal at nine and Pulak at five six. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Pulak's gonna make money, man. And he's they had a great run. Defenseman. And and Barzell, yeah, you have to look at what these guys did in the playoffs. And Barzell, every time I watched the Islanders play, this guy was just on a fucking mission. Just a mission. He, he played well. He played great. He's a, he's a leader of that team. One of them. He, he's a fantastic player, former rookie of the year. He's getting paid. He's getting paid. And, and we just saw what happened with Tampa, right? Their decor. Pollock's getting pay, paid too, 100%. It's, um, it's, it's that, that one year. A free agency way back when, right? 24, 2015? Was it 20, 2015? Lad, Erickson. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Yeah. That just anchoring teams. Anchoring teams, man. And the New York Islanders are part of that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Andrew Lad's barely played. He's their, uh, well, he's not, he's tied for their third highest paid forward 
with Jordan Everly, Brock Nelson, Andrews Lee, you know, some pretty deserving guys ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, ta- New York Islanders got a lot of money tied up in guys like, you know, Leo Komarov, uh, Cal Clutterbuck, those guys making over three million bucks. Johnny Boychuk's making six million bucks for the next two years. Nick Letty, he's been relegated to the third pair there. He's making five and a half million bucks. So they got some money tied up in guys. It's kind of similar to uh, all those people who use their syrup checks on ounces of marijuana, just capitalizing off this money, 2016. Yeah, and, that's and true. 2020 syrup marijuana. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, those NHL players, they, they might have some pay cuts, but, you know, they're getting the ounces for sure, man. Come on. It's offseason, baby. Yo, can we talk about that? Hey, that's some bullshit. I was actually thinking about this today. How many players, percentage-wise, do you think smoke weed in the NHL? I'm saying 67%. 67%? I'm saying under half for sure. You mean have ever smoked or, like, currently smoked? Ah, smoking. I don't know. I, I Okay, how come? Okay, well... Probably because I smoke weed, and I was gonna say if I, if I like if I just see ten people in my friend circle or just acquaintances or whatever, right? There's a good chance six of them smoke weed, seven of them smoke. Weed. That's all. That's a pretty big sample size, right? And I think that's the case everywhere. I, I go down the street for a walk. I'm seeing every demographic smoking weed. These players, I can see it, man. I can see it. I yeah. can see a lot of them just rolling also, up blunts yeah. and just smoking up. That's also Vancouver's reputation a bit too, you know. Nikita yeah. Tramkin yeah. called us out for being oh, a weed yeah. smoker. That's city. true. <laughs> My bad. Hey, there's a bullshit. My bad, man. I was just being naive, man. I forgot, man. I forgot. We we in a different spot of the world. Yeah, I would say there's probably like you know at least half the players have tried it, but I want to say like ten to twenty percent like smoke it like regularly, you know, regularly. You know, I don't think it's that high. They have to do drug tests and stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe weed smoking but on I, the regular I, doesn't go as along that well with NHL hockey, you know. But I, I think it's out there. Ah, uh, yo, man. I think they uh. I think they let it slide, man, if they find marijuana in your system. I don't know. I just think they do, man. I would hope so. I think that you're right. They might realize it's bad publicity to do that nowadays. You know, the NFL got shit on for doing it, you know, a couple of times with, uh, uh, you know, multiple players. Like Josh Gordon always comes to mind, but yeah, there's if, other guys if too. They, if they, they find 100 milligrams in you because you just had an edible, that's a little different story, you know? Come on. Just chill out, right? But, <laughs> Go for the 30 grams or something. And like, what are you doing? Uh, it's an interesting conversation. I, I know that. Uh, there was like a little piece on it last year about marijuana usage in the NHL. I think that um, when it, you know, comes out or, you know, the first player comes out as an advocate for the drug, yeah, the the, the numbers will come out. I just feel like a lot of people do it, man. Well, there's already advocacy more so in the CBD realm, but a little bit in the THC realm yeah. for sure with some ex-players. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of them getting into the CBD <laughs> the, stuff, though. The CBD stuff just a gatekeeper. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Oh, we can do this. Oh, maybe we can do that. Yeah. Oh, you don't get high. It's just good for. I your thought bones it was. I thought sleep. it was CBD. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to the CBD. And, Never uh, done it. Never done it. CBD. Well, so I, I think CBD is like naturally in weed too. If you oh, so I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm talking about like the pills or the remedies, like the yeah. lotions and whatnot. Yeah, I had a, I had uh, a CBD gummy. I had a CBD gummy once and I slept well, but you know, yeah, I, don't know, I always sleep well. Yeah. Shout out to smokers weed before bed. Good times. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. No, not I'm my fan, thing. Eh? Not my okay. thing. I no. never, I never choose to do that. Not like right before bed. I think the key time is maybe like no two hours before bed. Man, I keep bringing it up, but it's the same thing as movies, though. It's like I could just bring a book to bed or a Netflix movie, and I'll pass out in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's what works. But if I was high doing that, it wouldn't be the case. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay, no, I would, I'd just be yeah. Because man, you, know, I, I never associate marijuana with paranoia for myself. It's never been that way. But I think that when I smoke marijuana and close my eyes and just get ready for bed, I'm just, you know, just thinking a lot. That's not what I want to do. I want to pass the fuck out, you know? I, lo- I love sleeping when my mind is just blank. 
You know? Chillin', man. Hey. Hey, there's a bullshit. Puck talk and bullshit. More puck talk. Let's go. I was going to say, hopefully you're listening to Silky and Filthy right before bed, because that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll lull you right to sleep, man. Hey. Unbelievable stuff. Um, one RFA I wanted to talk about quickly was uh, Kevin LeBanc, yo. <laughs> Kevin LeBanc. This Feel bad poor for this motherfucker. Oh, my God. This guy, this guy deserves like a beauty of the I'll week or something. Me. Because I go find me. Yeah, seriously. You know, this guy, I, I, again, he scored over 50 points with San Jose last year. Signs that $1 million deal. Think, for his brothers. Thinking he's playing on a winner. Thinking he's playing on a for winning team. Chasing a Stanley Cup for the brothers. Exactly. Yeah. What happens this year? He still has a decent, you know, not as good of a year. He had 30 plus points. Yeah. But his team fucking sucks. Yeah. And now he's a free agent again. He's stuck. He's stuck. And, and the COVID era. I feel Kevin so LeBanc, bad for him. I feel so bad for him because he was doing it for his bros, you know? Wasn't thinking about himself. Wasn't even thinking about his parents, you know? For his people, for his bloodline. This motherfucker was thinking about his bros. His team, the San Jose Sharks, the fans, the people who doesn't even know, you know? And he did it for what? He lost millions, millions of dollars. He's probably going to be forced to sign another one-year deal. I think he has to. He not be, not yeah. not because he can't get a multi-year deal, but he has to do that. No, he can't afford a good agent. His agent's going to fuck him over again with the Dude, shitty he deal. he signs that one-year deal and he just... Go out there and make millions next year. Just make sure it happens. Because I feel bad for this fuck. I don't think he's going to make millions last year, next year. But I hope he has the best fucking season of his life next yeah, year. Like I want up. this guy to end up in a situation where he's just going to light it up. Get, get like 55 points, 60 points. Get back on that $4 million a year range. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I he's a good player. He's a good yeah. player. When he's on, he's on. Great shot. And he just plays on that. That offside, he, he, I think oh, he was one of the great shot. Dude. He was one of the only fast guys on a slow San Jose team this year, and that was one of their big problems. Is they lacked fucking foot speed. Like they were just, I don't know, man. The NHL looks like it's passing them by a little bit. That team, the way that's constructed, doesn't have a lot of fast players, and that's like kind of the way the game's going nowadays. That's another team, bro. It's another team I look at, and I just feel as if Tampa winning the cup, and a couple years ago Washington won the cup. Those are just teams that that make you think about your organization. Maybe, maybe. A little differently. Uh, again, patience. Oh, let's just stick with the plants. Pl plants. Did I say plants? Hey, we got some new plants. I just bought an aloe vera plant in here. Oh, nice, stick nice. with the plant. Beautiful. Stick with the plant. Chill. Relax. You know, a lot of people doing meditating this year, right? That they're they're honing in. They're centering up. Uh, I see a team like San Jose, maybe not. You know, clicking the panic button. That they they probably should, but maybe they don't this year because again, because again, Tampa won the cup. You never know. You never know. Straight up. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, San Jose, Tampa, how about uh, Joe Thornton, man? I wonder if this guy was at all close to being traded to Tampa. You know, apparently Doug Ooh. Wilson tried to trade him, nothing came through, and then Joe Thornton was obviously pissed. He called him out saying, like, it'd be nice to win. And then you, you just felt so bad for him. Like, you just want this guy to win a fucking cup. It happens, though, One of the man. best players in NHL history, one of the best players in this era. You know, you want him to win. And, yeah, I wonder if he was at all close to being on Tampa. And I wonder if he gets a chance to go to a cup winner next year. I don't think he's fucking going back to San Jose. I feel like he still wants to play. I don't know how useful he is, but fourth line center. Yeah. Give it a shot, maybe. Yeah. Not the Canucks. I, you know, we've already recruited enough players in this episode, but, you know, Joe Thorne, get your shot and, like, go back to Boston, you know, create ooh, that story. That'd Why be not? cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. One million bucks, man. I, I, I could live with that. That'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Any other predictions? Okay, this is the last episode. No, barely watch hockey, man. Barely no, been I mean, here. I, no, okay, fuck hockey. Okay, the cup final. Here's my filthy take. There. The oh, cup okay. final was not that good. Wow. It's not that good in my Are opinion. you saying that, Trevor, because you didn't watch a lot of it? Is that fair? Do you want to do that to the game? Like, I, I can't just go out there and say this. the Stanley Cup final sucked. 
It sucked. I can't say that because I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I watched four of the six games. Um, I don't know. Game six was was a bit of a dud, and I mean, it's just the way Dallas plays hockey. You know, like I was happy for Tampa. I'm happy they finally got there. I appreciate that skill, but it was just aside from you know the overtime win by Dallas in in game uh, in game five. You know that was that was pretty cool. Corey Perry with the goal there, so there's some goal scoring. But yeah, a lot of these games were either lopsided, and even the ones that were close, I know it was overtime early on. They were just kind of like close, check them, grind them games. You know, uh, I st- I think I think there was entertainment there at some point. Stamco scoring the goal, a couple overtime games. That was a but great yeah, moment. I don't know. I think the expectation maybe the last couple of years. I know Washington Vegas was five games, but I thought that was a fucking awesome series. St. Louis Boston last year was sick as well. And yeah, this year I just didn't feel like the same intrigue was there. There was the intrigue of COVID, but I think that the product on the ice itself was a little lackluster compared to other years. Again, I didn't watch, so I can't really say much. And I'm so sorry to two hockey fans around the world that, you know, one of the hosts of Silky and Filthy wasn't there for the game. That's wasn't okay. there for the game. No, 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 no. It's not okay. It's horrible. It's horrible, man. It's it's inexcusable. It really is. But it's also it's also what it is. <laughs> Honestly, bro. How about this, man? How about this? To, to end the episode, you have to redeem yourself with one prediction of what you think is going to happen before we, we record this time next week. We got the draft coming up. There's probably going to be trades. And then free agency is next Friday. Next Friday, man. So what do you think is going to happen You know, in the next week? Uh, you, uh, we'll even stretch the free agency if you want to I'm make a going prediction. to make the take because it's been a little bit too quiet. I haven't been on Twitter too much, too, so I really don't know that much. Okay, just taking a reading break. I have a prediction that by next week, the Vancouver Canucks will know if, if Marshall is staying or not. Right before yeah, the draft, that, that's a, that's a safe. It, it, it'll prediction. come out. It, okay. It's it's a little safe, I know, but I just I just something is telling me he, he's not coming back. Yeah, I think the tea leaves kind of read that. Um, you know, again, in a perfect world, he wants to come back, but if he really wants that no move, I, I don't think they should give it to him in Vancouver. I mean, I'm down if they want to sign him and then try to figure it out. No, no, no move clause. Like you figure that out as you go. Don't just guarantee it to Markstrom right now when you got Demko. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be interesting if they do hedge their bets on Markstrom and then maybe try to trade Demko. That's another intriguing option too. So going to be an interesting week. I like your prediction, man. And, uh, you know what? I love you and this show, man. Wow. I love you too, man. I love you too. Okay. So, so we've been saying that a lot today. The love is in the air. You know, we're, we're just, we're just bros appreciating the fact that this is the last time that we will see each other the same way. The next time I see Trevor, he's going to be a dad. And the next time you see me, I'm going to be an uncle. Yeah. You're going to be the, the, I'm going to be the Delph. You're going to be the Ulf. The Ulf. Oh, the Ulf. You like that? Damn, oh, shit. Dog. Ladies. A, ladies. You know, straight up, I already see it, man. You know, like daughter's first birthday, her, sec- her second birthday. I'm just showing up at the parties. There's other, you know, single fucking, uh, what would you say? An Ulf? An Ulf? Or uh, an Alf? An, 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 yeah, an Alf, you know? It <laughs> an is elf. what it is, an man. An Alf. You never know. Maybe I'll find my significant other at your daughter's first birthday party. Damn, that's a prediction right there. I like that one, I'm too. I'm putting that out there. So, yeah. you know, you got to bring the honeys. Honeys are coming, that's man. Weird, uh, that, that's that's silky and filthy. That's silky and filthy talk right there, man. Gotta love it. Kyle's chasing some aunties. Hello, ladies. Kyle, the old. I got embraced the uncle, the man. I I learned uh, the the uncle moniker. I, I learned that it's best when you lean into your nature. It's a great idea. Oh, it's you know, great. Yeah, lean into great. who you are. And I'm about to be an uncle, so I'm already an uncle. But this is, you know, it's another time. It's like a. My, my, my brother, my brother I've known for a long time is having a kid. This, this special right here, man, this is great. 
Yeah, there we go. Well, Silky and Phil, he's still going to come out you for another week or two before that happens. You know, we're going to the off season. We got to stay up with 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 what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, a fucking insane off season to watch. So uh, we got some content coming out yet, and then I'm off to figure out fatherhood for a bit. So you know, we fucking appreciate all of you listening to Silky and Filthy here on the Nuxbus Conic Network. Thanks to all of you who have tuned into the network over the year. Over fifty thousand downloads over the year. I know a lot of podcasts do better, but fifty thousand downloads—that's a nice number. And that's yeah, all thanks to you, the listeners. Speak, uh, authentic, man. Authentic, authentic programming. Yeah, just just beautiful, man. Beautiful. Straight yeah. up. And we still got more to come. So thanks again for listening to Silky and Filthy here on the Nux Misconduct Network. He's Kyle Bowen. I'm Trevor Beggs. And we'll catch you clean bastards next time. <laughs>